Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You know, we all got to slow our roll just a little bit when it comes to a quarterback who's getting an opportunity for a really good team this year. Can we settle down with Trey Lance just a bit? It is Carlin in for Greeny today. Chris Carlin, that is, on ESPN Radio and ESPN. Plus, the hashtag crew is with us. Hembo is here. Nuno is here. And so much to get to today. Trey Lance is... Certainly a big, big topic today. Aaron Donald and what happened in Cincinnati yesterday between the Rams and the Bengals and the joint practice is very much on the docket. And of course, Jerry Jones appearing yesterday on First Take with a lot of interesting things. But for now, we just have to roll in one direction. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that is brought to you by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Guys, can we just settle down about Trey Lance? We we need to relax. You know, it's funny. Uh, we watch him last night play for the 49ers and... There is not a whole lot there that gets you terribly excited about what he can do for San Francisco this year. I'm a Trey Lance fan. I have been for a couple of years. I've talked to people, like one in particular, who was on the North Dakota State staff a couple of years ago, just raving about the character of Trey Lance, about the kind of player that he is, but cautioning one big thing when it comes to his ability, but more appropriately, his experience. He doesn't have nearly enough right now. And that is just so clear that the 49ers really should have rethought the whole Garoppolo situation during the offseason. The 49ers made the decision that Trey Lance was their guy. Yes, because they traded, what, three first-round picks to move up and get him. Yes, because Garoppolo is owed $25 million this year, and they can get off the hook scot-free before September 10th if they cut him and not have to pay him a penny of that. But they didn't do it with winning in mind right away, and this is going to prove to be a mistake this year. Trey Lance is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. Did you see anything last night that would make you believe that that's the case? No. Trey Lance hasn't played enough football. You know, Hembo was going through it before the show, and we're looking at all the numbers. We're talking about all the debate that has been around Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, and I would still hesitate just a bit as to when he should start. Should it be sooner or later? And I don't ever think it's a bad thing to be a day late in starting somebody as opposed to a day early. The damage that can be done, I think, in some cases is worth hedging your bet just a bit. With Lance, the 49ers needed to do this, and I'm not going just off of what we saw last night. Kenny Pickett, over the last several years, in college, played in 53 games. 
He started 49 of those games. Do you know how many games that Trey Lance has played in between the NFL last year and college at one AA, North Dakota State? 26. 26. That's a big difference. That's a huge difference. 25, in fact, I believe. Only six games last year and played only one full season as the starter at North Dakota State. It doesn't mean he's not going to be great. But I think the 49ers here, Hembo, have made a massive miscalculation this early in his career in believing that he's going to be ready because he has not played nearly enough football at this point. Well, if you're watching on ESPN Plus right now, what our topic bar says, what our graphic says is, why are people so confident in Trey Lance coming into this year? And I can answer that question with two words. And those two words are Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is the reason why everyone, or at least many of our experts, are so incredibly confident. The numbers and I get are, that. The numbers are loud, though. So over the last two years, I think by most traditional measures, the best way to evaluate a team's passing attack is by using yards per attempt. Right? It's very simple. How many yards did you gain divided by the number of passes that you threw? Over the last two years, the San Francisco 49ers, with a combination of Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, and a rookie Trey Lance, lead the NFL on that stat. The team that ranked second was the Green Bay Packers, and they had the MVP in both of those seasons. That's how good Kyle Shanahan is at his job. So I think the assumption is, so long as as Trey Lance can do the bare minimum, they're going to get a lot out of his skill set. One guy that has been very much very pro-Trey Lance is my partner on Canty and Carlin, and that is Chris Canty, who, by the way, today is getting married in Chicago, Mm. and we couldn't be more excited for him. That's going to be absolutely awesome later today. I do have a text out to Canty to see how the final moments uh, of single life are going. And my, exp- my exact words were, we need an update on how the situation is unfolding as we approach zero dark 30. <laughs> is, is somebody, has somebody already been a problem? Rehearsal dinner last night. I mean, Hembo, you know what this is all about. Indeed. Family, this, this can go awry quickly if somebody decides to go broken arrow. There was like a, I think there was a seating snafu at our rehearsal dinner that was made a much bigger deal than it needed right. to be. Like any little thing like that can turn into a really big thing. Oh yeah. My Aunt Billy, that was a problem. I'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Please that do. was a problem. But here's Canty on Trey Lance. MVP caliber season. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think that's what we can expect from Trey Lance. And I know you guys left me out of the bold prediction, but my bold oh. prediction for this season is that the 49ers <laughs> will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. That's how confident I am in this 49ers team and the development of Trey Lance because of who's doing it, Kyle Shanahan, and what's around him, the supporting cast. You're talking about a top five run game, a top five skill position core, and a top five defense like the, all the elements are there for Trey Lance to be successful and the thing that Trey Lance brings is a couple of new dimensions to the offense the vertical passing game we saw that in the preseason game with the bombing through to Danny Gray and then the quarterback as a focal point of the running game Kyle Shanahan hasn't had either one of those things since he got to San Francisco so now you're talking about giving one of the best play callers one of the most creative play designers a weapon like this under center to go along with all the other weapons he has Look out for the rest of the NFL. The 49ers are about to show up in a big way. Look, I'm a big 49ers guy in terms of all the talent that they do have. 
I just think we're putting the cart before the horse here mm. for somebody that does not have nearly enough experience. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. The other big story from yesterday is Aaron Donald in the middle of the Rams and Bengals practice, uh, joint practice in Cincinnati swinging the helmet of a Bengals player and swinging it three and almost four times like he got back up after he got twisted to the ground and was still looking for the smoke. Aaron Donald has to be suspended here. And I do think it's pretty convenient that the league says, "Eh, this is not us. We're not involved in this kind of thing. When, it, when that's going on between two teams and you have a joint practice, it's not a game. It's not us officially. It's up to those teams to really go ahead and handle their own business. Please. So what exactly does that mean? What would it take for somebody <laughs> at a team complex to actually get punished by the league? Because if you fail to drug test at the team complex, all of a sudden, that's a suspension. Why wouldn't this be a suspension? Miles Garrett was suspended indefinitely because it happened in prime time on television, and he swung his helmet at Mason Rudolph, who was not wearing a helmet. Swung Mason Rudolph's helmet at him, hit him in the head with his own helmet. That should have been the six-game suspension that it was. That was assault with a weapon to a degree this is a weapon that he is swinging around yesterday and while i don't think it should be six games for him because everybody else was wearing a helmet in the middle of this scrum but i do think he needs to be disciplined a little bit more here and i don't understand why the league can just so easily take a pass on this We can talk about it being Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the league, and we all know he's not going to get suspended by the Rams. But if the league stepped in and and did something, it would be the right thing to do. They're not going to. And what Miles Garrett did, it was just so much more clear. Mm. And you can see it in so uh, so many more very clear replays up close. Let me ask you something. If we had better video of that, if it wasn't just shot off an iPhone from... 100 yards away, and you could actually zoom in better and you could see what contact was made, would the league have stepped in then? Well, perhaps. I mean, they would definitely have more pressure to do so. Miles Garrett was suspended for six games, as it turned out, uh, incurred a fine of more than a million dollars. The day after he did that, the night after he did that, it led Good Morning America. It was a huge deal. Yeah. The NFL felt obligated to, to sort of rule heavy-handedly. And while I do understand why the NFL does not want to intervene in, in practices, the, these teams are effectively playing each other. Like, I understand if, if Miles Garrett did this to one of his own linemen, why the team would adjudicate discipline in that respect. But if the Bengals and the Rams are effectively playing each other, the NFL should at least be allowed to intervene if something like that happens. Because if they can't intervene here, like you said, the question is, well, what would they intervene? for i'm not sure what you what worst thing you could do on a football field than aaron donald did yesterday that was pretty bad that was pretty bad and while it should not be to the level of miles garrett because the other players involved at least from what we could tell were at least more protected it should be something and here's one other thing that i'll leave you with on this front when it comes to everybody else getting involved in this thing and you see swarming and people complain about baseball with the fights that there are Mm. it's a mentality that you're never going to shake. You're always going to get as many people involved in it as humanly possible. Why? Because there is something to be said 
for defending your teammate in a big way. And, and I'll give you an example. When I was first breaking into broadcasting, I worked in minor league baseball in the Cubs organization, and I was doing games there. And I sat in on a meeting a week after uh, one player was upset that his pitcher did not back him up and drill somebody from the other team after he had gotten hit. The pitcher was actually a, a guy that people may remember. His name was Jeremy Gonzalez. He's unfortunately passed away. He's a nice guy, but he didn't back up his player at the time. The person who was the head of the farm system came to town, addressed the team and said, hey, if you leave the dugout during a fight or during somebody getting uh, drilled and there's an issue, um, we're going to fine you. Mm. If you don't leave the dugout when that happens, your ass will be on the next plane. Mm. And it's a similar mentality in the NFL. Like, whenever your teammates are getting involved in a fight, you had better be there, and you had better have, the, have their back. So while we didn't see exactly what happened that started it all up, when everybody was getting involved there, and you could say some are trying to pull them back and all that, they were with Aaron Donald, certainly. They don't want him to get hurt. You're going to have those things blow up into bigger situations because of that more often than not. I think it's high time that we start to rethink the way that we do these joint practices. All we hear about is how valuable they are because they're controlled environments. There was nothing controlled about that environment. I was in New England last week for the Panthers on Wednesday. There were three and four in the first 12 minutes and they stopped practice and addressed both teams. And guys, this has got to stop when Christian McCaffrey got hit out of bounds. It... It is. I don't know that you want to stop them because I do think they are valuable and clearly coaches believe they're valuable, but you have to figure out better ways around this. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We have got an update from Chris Canty just now. The text has just come in and we will share that with you in just moments as he approaches, as we have called it, Zero Dark Thirty later today when he gets married in Chicago. Up next, though, is Jerry Jones actually setting up his own quarterback to fail? Your calls as well. Should Donald be suspended? We've got a few of you checking in already. Hit it up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect the stuff you love. With renter's insurance, visit Progressive.com. Chris Carlin and the Hashtag Crew in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Hashtag crew is here as well with Nuno and Hembo. Let us get some of your calls in, though, because quite a few of you want to chime in on the Aaron Donald situation. We'll start with... John up first on ESPN Radio. John, what do you think about Aaron Donald? Should he be suspended? Hey guys, appreciate the, the yep. call. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, just just like how it was broadcast on television, uh, I think it was a couple years ago uh, with the Miles Garrett thing. Uh, this is it's a PR and you know a, a image type of thing. So just like that, and he was suspended. I don't think it should be the same amount of time and games, but. Uh, I do believe it should be suspended, and if it's left up to the team, there's no way they're going to suspend them. So joint practices might have to get some type of rule change uh, with that so they, so the NFL can step in. But uh, I do believe Aaron should be at least uh, suspended one game or well, two. Well, there's, uh, there's no question in my mind, no question whatsoever, that that will happen for the future. That after this season, the league will quietly – put in some sort of a rule that says we have jurisdiction if there are more than if there is more than one team involved or we have jurisdiction over an incident that happens at a practice facility or on the practice field they will do something like that because you can't have that happen yesterday again if there was better video of this like let's just say i don't know a 12 camera nfl game you would Absolutely have a whole lot more outrage today about this situation. Brock up next on ESPN Radio. Brock, what do you got, bud? Hey, so yes, um, he should be suspended. If I was a wide receiver saying, and I'm going across the middle, and I get blasted like the ancient one and separated from my body, that's what my bank account says I do. I get paid for that. If you pick up a weapon and assault me with it, he should be suspended, possibly arrested. <laughs> well, the arrest thing isn't going to happen, okay? I mean, I know that there was talk about it with Miles Garrett in Cleveland when that whole situation went down. That's not going to happen. What I would say is this. When you do that, it is absolutely, absolutely yielding a weapon. I think when we looked at the Mason Rudolph situation, the biggest Part of that was that he got hit in the head when he was not wearing a helmet with his own helmet. And when that happened, it was very clear that the league was going to do something to Miles Garrett. Mm, I mean, you can compare this to Miles Garrett without equating it. And I yes. agree with you. No, Aaron Donald does not deserve a six game and one million dollar suspension. I think almost everyone feels that way, but it's not nothing. This has become the wild, wild west in the NFL. It's high time they start doing something about monitoring these joint practices. No question. How about Mel up next on ESPN Radio? Mel, what do you, what do you say, bud? Hey, good morning. I would like to say, if the NFL don't have 
um, if they don't have themselves able to do something about practices now, then they definitely should uh, put something in so they can. But since they don't have it now, I don't think they should step into it. And secondly, um, this is this like I would like to go against the numbers with the practices and the incidents, you know? I mean, I know that we had two recently big ones and whatnot, but this one yesterday with Aaron Donald, you know, I would like to take in the situation of the two teams, and we don't know what escalated to that point of them doing that. Plus, it was practice, too. So I think they being practice, they both was a little more lenient. You know, if it was a game, it probably might not been the same kind of energy but since it was practice it was these two teams you know and they both have like that hostility for each other i think it really went left you know it is it it is a little bit odd that the two teams playing in the super bowl eight months ago are now practicing against each other sure is (laughs) like there's it's it's not strange to anybody else that, that that would actually happen. And I'm sure it has. These practices are always set up based on the relationships of the head coaches. So clearly, Zach Stacy and McVay have a very good relationship, as we know. But with that in mind, maybe we want to rethink this because somebody might still be a little bit sore about losing that game. And it's also it also strikes me as interesting. This is literally the best defensive player alive that's doing this. This is not some yeah. random third-string defensive tackle. And part of me wonders... That if the NFL did want to make an example of Aaron Donald, even if it was just one game or a massive fine or something, that's what they need to do to send a message to ensure this kind of thing does not continually happen. You have an opportunity here if you want to pick that fight. Yeah, I think it's it, I think it's a fight though that they have to they'd have to be careful about stepping in now. Mm. It doesn't sound like it's very vague, right? We don't hear that the league doesn't have any jurisdiction because it's been collectively bargained or anything like that. It feels more like the league's just kind of holding their hands back. Eh, we don't really have any jurisdiction so, over this. Yeah, here's the exact language, at least according to our uh, reporting. The NFL's stance is that teams are responsible. Their stance. Their stance. Let's start, let's start it right there. In other words, this is what we believe. It's not what any particular rules. Yeah, says. no lawyer yeah, drew right. this up. The NFL's stance is that teams are responsible for imposing discipline for conduct of players during practices. So, any punishment would have to be determined by the Rams and Bengals. Yeah, I am not expecting that to happen. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Tune in to an NL battle tomorrow night as the Cards host the Braves presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. All right, we will get you the update right here from Chris Canty. I texted him just a little while ago that we needed an update on how the situation is unfolding uh, as we approach his wedding tonight. And here was the response. I'm good. Executed my game plan, which was to get a good night's rest. Families didn't kill each other at the rehearsal dinner. So that's a win. Now all that's left is to get hitched. Now he was a little concerned because the families had really never met each other. Hmm. Now, I don't know about you, I I had one dinner where the families kind of met each other prior to us getting married, uh, prior to the rehearsal dinner, so I wasn't ever really concerned about that. But there always is at least one or two family members that you have to be worried about. Right. It's, 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 not, it's not the faction. There are individuals within the group. Let me, let me ask you this. Sounds like he did a pretty decent job in game planning here. Yes. Did you have nerves the night before? I did not. Really? No. No, I really didn't. Um, 
I mean, let's be clear. The fact that she was willing to do this, like the, the fact that I had hooked somebody in, mm. my only nerve is, is she going to run? But um, I, I didn't. I, I, I was not concerned at all. Uh, we had like a pre art ceremony was eight minutes which I, I will contend is the greatest thing that you can ever do. And it was all in one place. So, you don't. I'm not traveling place to place, you know, five hours between the wedding and the reception. Like, and none of that was happening. But we're handing out champagne prior to. So I had a couple in me. That helped, too. Oh, beforehand? Well, just like two. Okay. But I'm, I'm out there greeting people like I'm a casino greeter. <laughs> hey, old timer, you feeling lucky tonight? <laughs> you, you prefer the more casual environment. Yes, absolutely. Were you nervous? Uh, very much so. We also had like a pretty highly religious service. So like there's a lot of standing and singing hymns. And like there's, there was a lot there. So it felt a lot more uptight to me. Yeah, I got married in a pizzeria. Did you really? Yes. You got married in a pizzeria. Yeah, and it, I, I say pizzeria. It's, it's John's Pizzeria on 44th Street in Manhattan, which is a former church. It is a big restaurant that is a converted church. I didn't know this about you. I'm going yes. to look this up. And, and while I was getting married, not five feet away, mm. there is a brick oven where they are taking pies out like during the wedding. For you or for patrons? For, 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 well, the restaurant was not open to everybody. It was for the people who were at the wedding. Okay, so like this was like uh, this was collectively bargained here. So they, <laughs> you came to the wedding, you got uh, fresh hot pizza. Yes. Oh yeah. That's no, a that was that's a that difference was, maker. That was the food. Wow. Yeah, that was the food. It was, and I got to say, wasn't even my idea. Is the my place wish. still is the place still open? Oh yeah. So do you guys ever go there to like? We have know? gone on our anniversary several times. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. And it's great pizza. I mean, it's, there's a John's on Bleecker Street in New York. and it's, it's I, I've been there. It sounds like you and I had, had different wedding experiences. Yeah, just a bit. Mm. My brother married us, and it was eight minutes. <laughs> you had... <laughs> so, you sang, like, several uh, hymns. A question. Yes. Do, like, do they have your, like, photo on the wall? Do you get a discount because you got married there? Like, uh, what, like what's the residual effect of you getting married at John's? So, two things. Number one, ownership has changed. So I don't believe we were the first people to get married there ever. Wow. And I'm pretty sure that nobody has since. And this is 15 years ago, mind you. Huh. Uh, but we also had, because I am a Steelers fan, we handed out yellow, terrible towels that had our names on them. And so I believe there's one or two of them that are framed behind the bar there. What you have just described is a, a tailgate during which there was an eight-minute intermission. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and a receiving line. Did you did you yes. dress up as if it were a wedding, or did you wear no, like yeah, a yeah. Terry Bradshaw jersey? Or no, I was not wearing a Terry Bradshaw jersey. <laughs> I would have gone with John Stallworth, but it, 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 nonetheless, I was wearing a suit, and you know, people came, and it was you know, dress casual. Well, uh, what color was the suit? No, I have to ask this because yeah, you seem like. Uh, and maybe I'm going uh, on a limb here. Like, you know, Dumb and Dumber, like blue, like crazy yellow, like something of that nature. No. Uh, like, you seem like you went a little to the side, like a little off. No, no, no. I, I got class. I got class. Mm. I had this, and I would never do anything like this. Normally, it is, you know, take me to the big and tall store. But this was, I actually had a friend who knew a guy who made him suits. And I had this suit made for the wedding. You still have it? I do. No, it doesn't. That was your next question. 
No one was going to ask that question. And Madden, you're a 99 in self-awareness. Uh, yeah, no, there is no way that that suit still fits. But I, I used to wear it all the time when I did TV regularly. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said this before, but the biggest tragedy and the thing that I warned Canty about, mm. and I probably shouldn't use the word tragedy, but it was personally like akin to that, was that at the end of the night, like I did not get to eat at our own wedding. Because you're always greeting people, you're always going saying hi to things, people, and and I, so I didn't get to even have a slice. So that's a dereliction of duty on behalf of your best man. That that is the responsibility. Okay, of so him. here's the other thing. Mm. I didn't really have a best man. What do you mean you didn't really? I have didn't one. have a best man. I had a few people that were standing up there next to us, but we didn't do the traditional. Did someone give you a toast? Yeah, my, one of my oldest brothers did. And, and, yeah. and he was not uh, able to get you a slice of pizza at any point during that period No, of time. but he did take care of the Aunt Billy situation, which was even more important. Crucial. Yes, absolutely. But at any rate, mm. the uh, I'll explain that in a second. Please. Uh, because I know we're all on the edge of our seat. But I didn't get any piece of pizza the entire night. At the end of the night, my nephew was walking out with boxes upon boxes of it. And he's 10 years old at the time. Just clearing out pies. Just clearing out. And we stayed at a hotel in the city that night. I, we ordered room service. Cheryl didn't get to eat at all either. And so we order room service. We order a pizza. And like, I don't know. She might have ordered like a quesadilla or something. $84. (laughs) And it was awful. Oh, to this day. Awful. To this day, you lament that decision. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then Aunt Billy was just a whole nother. Like, we all have that relative. Mm. It's just like I was determined that she was not going to complain at this wedding. And that was such a huge mistake on my part. Was it, was it transportation? Was it food? What was it? What it was, was transportation. It? She lived in Brooklyn. She was always a problem. Always. And <laughs> always a problem. Like, it was, it was nothing was ever right. And I said, you know what? We are sending her a car. She's going to have no reason to complain about a thing. She gets a car service. I sent her a car service because I'm not going to lie. There was a chance that had she driven, she might have had a couple and then like I'm in a quandary. Like I don't mm. need you driving Mm -mm. that night. I mean, you know, she was a little thick headed. Then the quesadilla is the least of your problem. Exactly. So we send her the car five minutes before the ceremony is kicking off five minutes this woman who had a hip replacement not six months earlier sprints into this building finds me taps me on the shoulder looks me in the face and said they sent an suv i can't get in an suv (laughs) and i was i was fuming and i saw my brother bill and i just i turned around i gave him the you know the uh, finger of come over here and I just looked at him. I didn't say a word to her, and I said, "Take care of this." And I walked away. <laughs> Have you? Se- uh, uh, she's probably uh, she, she has passed away. Okay, since. but be- before she passed away, did you ever see her again? Or did oh, you really- many times. Okay, and she okay. aggravated me every single time. Mm-hmm. So he didn't take you take care of it. Take care of it. No, <laughs> no, he took care of it for the yeah. night. Okay, but not- in a Jersey way, no, he did not take care of it. Take care of it. <laughs> she was a piece of work, to say the least. Uh, that was a lot of time I just chewed up with that. But anyway, Canty is getting married today, and we couldn't be more excited for him. It's going to be an awesome day for him out in Chicago. And uh, he just checked in and said, appreciate the fact that, that you guys have uh, checked in. means a lot. And, you know, Han is on his way there. 
He texted this morning. He's excited to be there. It's going to be the affair of the century in the Midwest, to be clear. And I am just, uh, I am, I'm hopeful it goes without a hitch because something always happens at these things that, that throws a little monkey wrench in the works. So we'll see. I'm excited for him. Going to be a great day. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. In just moments, we will get back to the Cowboys conversation and why Jerry Jones is, in fact, setting up Dak Prescott to fail. Nature Valley is giving away back-to-school gear for free at the Retalk Shop. On TikTok, show how you reduce, reuse, or recycle with hashtag Retalk for Nature, and you could be served a code unlocking one free item. While supplies last, terms and conditions apply. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. The hashtag crew is here as well with Hembo and with Nuno. Greeny is brought to you by Boost Mobile, a proud sponsor of the 2022 Department of Defense Warrior Games. With Boost Mobile, feel the power of more money in your pocket on one of America's largest 5G networks. Let's play some of the sound from yesterday when Jerry Jones appeared on First Take. And this was... uh, at first, in reference to the importance of Ezekiel Elliott to the Cowboys' success. There is no question he was limited. Nobody wanted to say that, but he was very limited. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. Now, it is still a fact. We go as Zeke goes. I know it's a lot on Dak's shoulders, but we go as Zeke goes. He's very capable of being everything we've ever wanted to be. The wild card, though, is the guy that's playing beside him, Pollard. That's right. And so we put Pollard in some plans that with Zeke right. for the defenses to have to work against midweek and be ready to play. Then you've got Pollard. We really like where we are running back, but it all starts and stops with Zeke. I don't think that Jerry honestly believes that because if he does, he's behind the times. That's asking for trouble at this point. We can talk about Zeke not being healthy last year. That's all fine. It's great to talk about after the fact. We can talk about being in the best shape of your life. Dear God, are there five five, five or six, whatever it is, worse words that you can hear during training camp? Like, I'm so sick of hearing that about at least half the league. And it's it means absolutely nothing. The Cowboys offensive line is not nearly what it was. And now you want to say that so goes Zeke, so go the Cowboys. 
And then there's Dak, who he says, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him. Listen to Jerry on Dak. I will start at having it maybe at the greatest position you could ever have it at. Right. I'll put it on number four. Right. Say, do right. I dare say he's got some of this? Yes, sir. I dare say it. He's pointing at okay. Michael Irvin. He's got the leadership, and the main reason is because his teammates know how much he's putting out, how hard he's working in the classroom, right. how hard he's working when he gets to the practice field and gets on the field. Mm-hmm. This guy right here, in the middle of hot two a day, right. back when you could go twice a day. Right. This guy in between had his pads on and was down running on the field while right. everybody else was cooling it right. for the next practice. Yeah, that, that's great that Michael Irvin was doing all that. You also had Troy Aikman. You also had Emmett Smith. You also had Larry Allen. You had some of the tremendous defensive players. Let's stop. When we're talking about what you have now with Dak Prescott, where has the team improved around him? Where has the team improved around him? Well, the truth is they're worse. They're worse than they were a year ago. So let's, let's be clear about a few things. You traded away Amari Cooper. Lael Collins, you cut. You really didn't bring in any kind of help at the tackle spot, and now Tyron Smith is out until December. You did this all honestly believing that somehow you were going to be better for it. At least that's what it feels like, but is it really fair? How do you put all of this on Dak Prescott and expect him and Ezekiel Elliott to carry the day when you have purposely taken away some of their help and not gotten better. It's funny. I'm like trying to refresh my memory this morning. And I'm going through and reading some things. I'm like, okay, Cowboys' biggest offseason moves. What are they talking about? They're talking about re-signing the safety to a two-year, $10 million deal. Like that's their most important offseason move to the fact that I have forgotten his name in this very moment. That tells you (laughs) that if that is your biggest move of the offseason, where I can't even remember the name of the safety that you re-signed, that's a problem. The Cowboys are worse, are they not, than they were at this time last year? Mm. Mm. It feels like it. It feels like it. I'll I'll make this analogy. At this point in his career, Ezekiel Elliott is like Russell Westbrook. And what thus the Cowboys are asking Dak Prescott to do is be LeBron James and overcome that. Ezekiel Elliott is famous, very well known, but also not good anymore. Over the last two years, Ezekiel Elliott has rushed for 100 yards four times. Four times in two, in, two, years. in two years. Over his last three years, Ezekiel Elliott has the same number of fumbles. Ten. As he has 20-yard runs. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott is as likely to fumble the football as he is to gain 20 yards on a run play. This is a player now who, including the playoffs, has upwards of 2,000 touches in the NFL. This is not how it works, Jerry. Running backs don't get better as they age. They get worse. And Ezekiel Elliott at, right now is the second best running back on the Cowboys. And Dak Prescott is going to have to rescue this offense if they have any chance of being successful. J. Ron Curse, I want to show the proper respect, is the safe. And who, by the way, was a seventh round pick five years ago and spent time with two teams before he finally had a decent year last year. And they gave him a two-year, $10 million deal, and that's the biggest move you made. Wow, Hmm. that's important. Well done. (laughs) You are so much more uh, situated in a much better position than you were to win a championship. I I have to tell you, I just... (sighs) 
Jerry is so lost on what the Cowboys' biggest deficiency is. It's him. Jerry has long been the Cowboys' biggest deficiency. And nobody, nobody wants to admit that. Most of all, Jerry. It's amazing that you can think back to where the Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones rift began, and it was over getting the proper credit. Who deserved the most credit for the Cowboys' success? Well, I mean, that question has been answered time and again since he was cut loose and since Barry Switzer won that last Super Bowl with all of Jimmy's players. Jerry really needs to fire the general manager of the team. Of course, that would mean firing himself. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.